the title is beside a well or you can even say beside the spring so i i will call this title as beside a well now what does it mean for each one of us when we say beside a well is that when i am going to the wells of living water that is actually quenching my thirst what is the kind of faith with which i am walking towards the well and standing beside that well to drink the water three things right what how am i approaching to the well with what kind of faith am i going to the well am i standing near the well with that same faith thinking yes i will depend on god for everything and he will give me the living waters and i can live so i'm i need to believe this and am i drinking that water that the well is actually having or i am am i in that perception or misconception that i'm drinking the water just because i'm standing near the well right that is what we will see today a very very important sermon once again every word that is coming to us is actually helping us to counter check the faith and our relationship with god how god wants to really establish his relationship with each one of us is what he is reiterating through every sermon that he is bringing to us so let's get into that sermon today genesis 24th chapter 11th verse <clears throat> genesis 24 11 He made the camels kneel beside a well just outside the town. It was evening and the women were coming out to draw water. Yes. So who is he? Why did he make these camels come and stand beside the well? Why did he think that standing beside the well is actually going to be helpful for him and what was he observing at what time he came there and why he came there is what we will go through in detail but this very verse actually has sparked a thought in me saying that unless i believe unless i believe that this well will be useful for me unless i believe that this well is going to quench my thirst unless i believe that this well will give me the living waters i will not go myself to that well neither will i take anyone who is dependent on me to that well so what he did here was he went to that well which was outside the town and he was seeing that there were some women who were coming to draw water so there was an intention with which he stood there and there was a guidance and an instruction behind why he went and stood there now a question arises to each one of us why are you coming to the well why are you coming to the well what is your uh, the intention behind you coming to that well are you coming on a traditional basis 
is there a selfish intent in you that you're coming towards the well and what is the reason why you think you have to go to the well right so when when i was reading this verse what was i thinking is why is it so important that this one verse has to be focused so much upon what's there in that verse if if i read it with a human mind it's like okay somebody had camels they came to the well because they thought if they take rest near the well he can probably feed even the camels with water maybe he's on a journey for some place and so on right now even if i think with that human and common understanding there is a purpose why i halt there right i'm thirsty so in our life also we really feel the need for someone to come and give us a help or a support or you know sometimes be there to just listen when we are speaking just be there to hear us out we we want someone who can really understand what we are saying rather than pouring out their own advices to us it's as simple as that that well when you stand there it doesn't tell you that you have to break a trunk or a shoot and then put it inside and then drink all those instructions are not given by the well all that the well does is it contains water we have to drink it and how am am i supposed to drink it is what i'm i'm basically going to do in the same way in our lives also we felt the need of someone to tell us do not be afraid don't be worried we felt we need that someone to give me an assurance that what you're doing is right someone to tell me that you are going on the right path someone to tell me that you are not doing things right not someone who is judging me constantly not someone who is going on passing their judgments and causing hurt to me we don't need such people is what we all did we all did we kind of left people who were doing this to us we settled in in with people whom who are understanding who are more caring who are able to listen right when it comes to the spiritual life also we all have reached to that well of god only with a hope that he will give me the strength he will take care of me he will have a compassionate heart on me and his grace and mercy will fall upon me and my life right that is the intent with which we come to god and we we say that lord we cry out to god we tell him where we are standing what we are going through and all that we expect from god is to solve the problems in our life that's the thirst that we all have now when we are doing this all we are lacking all of us lack is faith when we say this well is going to quench my thirst we are standing probably near the well but we are not drawing the waters and drinking it unless we draw the waters and drink it unless we act 
upon why we have come to god unless we receive his rebuke and show a transformation we cannot say we have faith on god unless we believe when we say we believe god we have to be able to follow the instructions that god is giving and for which we all have to have that basic element in all of our hearts which is faith if you are an obedient child to god that means you have faith on god if there is faithfulness in you that means you have faith on god and you believe that god is always right so what how are we behaving a disobedience in me a lack of faithfulness in me always using my own knowledge and wisdom clearly display that we do not have right faith we don't have faith on god so it's time we repair our faith we it's time we evaluate what kind of faith are we having on god today and realize that where there is a problem in the faith that we have or we have understood versus what whatever example that the lord is going to talk to us so let's see the first point about why he who is that he why did he go there what made him you know what gave him that hope to go and stand near the well right so the first point is swore to follow he swore to follow let's read genesis 24th chapter uh you can read the 10th verse 8th verse first <clears throat> verse 8 if she no, no. is un uh, sorry debi read 9 verse 9 first okay so the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master abraham he swore to follow abraham's instructions yes he swore to follow abraham's instructions and how did he swear to follow he put his hand under the thigh of his master to say that i will follow all the instructions that means it's a symbol of saying that i will show obedience to everything that you say when do we say that in our lives also how many people are really able to trust or rely upon me is my first question if people are showing obedience to your instructions if people are listening to you if people are depending on you that means you are actually standing as an example of a trustworthy person right if i can trust a person i should see that that person is worthy to be trusted once i will trust a person if that person is not keeping up his or her word i will trust probably the second time and third time and fourth time but if this person is not keeping up his word i will probably move on i'll say no i can't trust this person anymore right which means when i am having a relationship with another person and another person is believing me or not believing me is not that person's problem but it is because of me that i'm building that relationship so here even the servant 
told Abraham, he said, I will follow your instruction. Why did this happen? Here are two people, Abraham and servant. Abraham trusted that his servant is faithful. He felt he can trust this servant and assign him a work and he will fulfill it. Which means this servant was faithful to Abraham. This is a mutual relationship. That's why Abraham is assigning a very big, very important task to this servant. How many people have trusted me and assigned a task where I have fulfilled and made sure that they have won my, their trust on me, right? This in our life is very important. If we don't set an example to a person, they will never follow us. They will never believe whatever we say, right? Now, here we are talking about Eliezer. This Eliezer was a faithful servant to Abraham. Now, that faithfulness was built over years where Eliezer and Abraham traveled together, where Eliezer saw Abraham's faithfulness to God and he learned that faithfulness from Abraham. So when another person is not faithful to us, another person is not trusting us, you know what question we should put? We should put to ourselves a question saying, am I not setting a right example to him? Am I not setting a right example to her? It's always good to question ourselves and check rather than saying, why you don't trust me? Why can't you believe me? Why don't you have the faith in me? These questions are useless. When someone is not able to put their trust in me, it's very important that I have to realize I have not been an example of how I can trust another person. Abraham showed that, displayed that by having faithfulness towards God. He displayed how much God will take care of him, has been taking care of him. And that servant was closely watching Abraham. And that made even the servant go and walk in that same faithfulness aspect. That's why Abraham had given him an instruction and he was like, I swear to you, my Lord, it comes when you are determined to safeguard your faithfulness aspect, that relationship with your master. Now let's check our relationship with our master, Lord Jesus Christ. Can God give me a responsibility and tell, listen, go and do this work. Go and accomplish this listen my child stop thinking with your own understanding is God giving me that instruction and am I being faithful to God is what we have to check now should we say God is setting a right example or not is that what we have to question let's question that he has been faithful Faithful to an extent of, you know, putting himself onto the cross. So he has set a great example. However, we stiff-necked people, 
we who are filled with wickedness in our heart we who are filled with our own selfish motives do not show the same faithfulness that lord jesus christ displayed in showing his love towards us now let's read genesis 24 first 10 verses genesis 24 starting at verse 1 abraham was now a very old man and the the lord had blessed him in every way one day abraham said to his oldest servant the man in charge of his household take an oath by putting your hand under my thigh swear by the lord the god of heaven and earth that you will not allow my son to marry one of these local canaanite women go instead to my homeland to my relatives and find a wife there for my son isaac the servant asked but what if i can't find a young woman who is willing to travel so far from home should i then take isaac there to live among your relatives in the land you came from no abraham responded be careful never to take my son there for the lord the god of heaven who took me from my father's house and my native land solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants he will send his angel ahead of you and he will see to it that you find a wife there for my son if she is unwilling to come back with you then you are free from this oath of mine but under no circumstances are you to take my son there So the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master Abraham. He swore to follow Abraham's instructions. Then he loaded 10 of Abram's camel camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master, and he traveled to distant Aram Naharaim. There he went to the town where Abraham's brother Nahor had settled. Super. now we'll break it down and see the elements that we we should all cross check and identify identify them in ourselves right the first four verses of 24th chapter genesis right here abraham first of all realized he was very old and he remembered his responsibility towards his family here again abraham did not remember that he has to get isaac married but rather he remembered the covenant of god where the covenant said he will establish abraham as the father of nations as a result of which he was blessed with isaac for the covenant to fulfill the generations had to grow so what abraham was thinking is again not that he has to get his son married but rather he was focusing on the covenant of god to be fulfilled after abraham for which he had to start putting a generation in line how many times in our lives when we are doing things are we keeping god in front of us are we keeping god's purpose god's call in our life and then doing things for us and our children or is there a selfishness desire that we are we are fulfilling in terms of actually keeping the name of our responsibility are we fulfilling those responsibilities to only satisfy our selfishness i'll tell you all one thing okay what i've realized is selfishness cannot 
or does not allow a person to be faithful to god nor to anyone no if i am selfish i cannot be faithful to even a single person in my life be it my parents be it my husband be it my children i will think i am faithful because i am again satisfying only my own desire but i am not actually being faithful if i am selfish selfishness is is the root cause of all disobedience in our lives selfishness self desires actually even derail us from the faith in god many times we think we are thinking about everybody but there if we actually deeply think it is not about everybody it is about satisfying my own soul thinking about everybody and doing work has a deeper satisfaction to my soul i do something for someone there is a hidden satisfaction of me inside that okay if i am not selfish let me go out of my comfort level and do do it for them let me see if i can do that will let's check because we don't realize this selfishness is an aspect which is actually eating us inside it doesn't let us be faithful to anybody this faithfulness aspect should first be to god and then to anyone in this world so if i am not able to show faithfulness to god i cannot show faithfulness to anybody and why i said you i have to show faithfulness to god is if i don't remember how god has been blessing me right from my birth till now and if i am not faithful to that god who is the reason for me and my life and all the blessings of my life and if i am not faithful to him i cannot be faithful to anybody else i am in under a terrible deception so faithfulness to god is by showing obedience to the instructions that are coming to me from him so in that first four verses abraham was faithful to god and along with him he showed an example to his servants his children and his household that faithfulness was absorbed by everybody in the house can you go to sam's first chapter first verse um 1 verse 1 mhm oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers mm oh the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers which means my company matters people whom i am living with matter a lot so if i am living let's say i am the only person who has faith in god who is believing in god who wants to walk according to the instructions of god and let's say my partner is the most influential person of my life 
he or she will influence because of their understanding and derail me as well they will derail even the children of the family so what kind of an influencer am i in the family is first checkpoint am i dragging others faith because of my understanding am i dragging others obedience levels because of my logical thinking am i dragging away my family and the blessings that have to go for my generations because of my foolish thinking because there will not be joy for those who are following the advice of the wicked hearts for those who are standing with the sinners and those who are joining the mockers there's no joy for them which means whatever god wants to give i'm stopping not just for me but my entire family is going to suffer because of me on the contrary if you are a strong believer in the lord you have tasted the lord stand firm on your faith and you walk focus on god because focus on god means you are receiving the instruction transforming receiving the instructions transforming you are not bothered about what people are thinking about you you are not being influenced by the spirit of the flesh but you are being influenced by the word of god read the second verse in sam's first chapter mm-hmm. but they delight in the law of the lord meditating on it day and night yes they are meditating it day and night those who truly have the heart for god just god like you know lord you just be with me i don't care whether you're going to bless me with a good job you i don't care whether you're going to give me a lot of money that's not what i want but i have lived a life enough without you i just want you and only you in my life that means that person is meditating the instructions of the lord day and night and you know how that person's life will be third verse they are like trees planted along the river bank bearing fruit in each season their mm. leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do everything that they do they will prosper this is my testimony for me in my life right from 2015 till today and it is still going to happen i know this is how i have prospered not in terms of the worldly riches but i've prospered in actually overcoming my weaknesses i feel so satisfied that i i have just left my old sinful nature because of being in the word and those instructions day and night this is the only source of life for me i have sinned by going with my own understanding i have sinned by going according to my logical thinking i have sinned by showing unfaithfulness to the lord by behaving in the way i want to behave many times but what i saw is the lord never left me because he said he felt that she needs to be rebuked rebuke is a medicine for her and i will rebuke and bring her back and that's what he has always done what is very important for all of us is 
when we get a rebuke we don't show realization and transformation i've been telling this again and again realize repent accept show transformation realizing is just not enough realize and living the same way of life is not going to really make us be like these trees which are planted on the river bank right this is exactly what the servant saw in abraham's life what the servant witnessed is what made the servant do whatever abraham instructed him if you see the fourth verse genesis 24:4 he says go instead to my homeland to my relatives and find a wife there for my son isaac now it's a, it's a big responsibility what abraham is giving to this servant is a very big responsibility first of all abraham did not think should i send this servant or send some relative of mine he did not think does this servant have enough knowledge is he really he's just a servant why should he send a servant to search a wife for his son imagine the amount of trust he had on that servant how many people are able to trust us in this manner where they are saying you know it's a very big responsibility but i trust you this is a big win for us if god is able to trust me and send me to a land of unknown people i have to remember that god has put his trust in me i should remain faithful to him this is the responsibility that was given to the servant eliezer by abraham you know for what that covenant of god which was given to abraham to make it go forward in the family eliezer was also an important person here what we don't realize is when someone tells us something when some instructions are given to us we are always in the mindset of thinking with human understanding but we forget to think with god's understanding or the wisdom and knowledge of god eliezer he also asked questions but such valid questions he asked let's see those questions in fifth and sixth verses the servant asked but what if i can't find a young woman who is willing to travel so far from home this question is different usually our questions will be why you can uh, um, send isaac with me right or we can search for a girl here why you want me to go there or why should you know i go there and ask the girl and what if the girl says no what should i do he didn't ask that he said now i will go and ask i will go to the land as you're instructing i will go and search for the girl that is according to your instruction if that girl is saying i don't want to come what am i supposed to do because that's a valid question he is going till that as instructed by abraham abraham said go search for a girl in that land and bring her so i will go search i will find a girl 
what if she does not want to come then he said should i take isaac there to live among your relatives in the land and this is sensible questions that we are asking to move the work forward how many times that we have done this kind of probing which is actually encouraging the other person to trust us or have we hindered the path and cut off the legs of a person who is walking on the path the, these questions that we ask we should understand what kind of probing are we doing when an instruction is coming the intent behind our questions versus the intent behind eliezer's questions are important see the way abraham answered in the 6th verse no abraham responded be careful never to take my son there for the lord the god of heaven who took me away from my father's house and my native land solemnly promised to give this land to my descendants abraham abraham was very clear about fulfilling god's covenant many times prophecies are released into our life we don't see them fulfilling not because god said something it didn't happen or it's okay we are not so desirous of those things to happen no many times none of the prophecies work in our life because we don't show this kind of faith on god that abraham showed abraham remembered the covenant of god god said you go to this land and i am going to give this land to your descendant i am going to make you the father of nations let's read genesis 12 1 to 3 <clears throat> genesis 12 1 to 3 the lord had said to abram leave your native country your relatives and your father's family and go to the land that i will show you mm-hmm. i will make you into a great nation I will bless you and make you famous and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. There's no selfishness here for Abraham. Look at the last line. He said, God said, all the families on earth will be blessed through you. Abraham did not have selfishness. He wanted the families to be blessed because of him and his obedience. that's why he sacrificed his comfort and went away you know these families for which which god was going to bless they are not related to abraham at all abraham doesn't know who these families will be there simple abraham did not know who jaya was when he moved out of his father's land we don't recognize such simple things we we think we take things for granted that's the major problem in our life we think whatever we have are because we worked hard but what we don't believe is even though i worked hard i needed the right platform where the hard work is paid off to me we don't realize that abraham was showing that willingness to make sure that through him god can bless you and me today that covenant 
that Abraham showed sincerity towards is the reason why I am blessed. You are blessed. Whatever we have, whatever truth we are able to seek, presence of God in our life, that hope that we have today, right? That, that assurance, that listen, don't worry. I am with you. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. Don't condemn yourself. Your God, your God, Lord is with you. He will go with you wherever you go. He will send his angels before you. He will heal you. He will deliver you. Don't worry. This assurance, that hope that we are getting is because of that one person's obedience, which we don't recognize, which we don't remember. We are so selfish that we keep forgetting what God has done for each one of us. This faith that God, that Abraham showed influenced the servant because I just said Sam's first chapter, first verse, your company matters. With whom are you living? How much of their faith has influenced you is very important. Our company matters. My faith has been built because of experience with the word that I have got. My faith has, be, has been built because of my prophet. And overall, that God's faithfulness towards me where he did not give up on me when I fell down. When I didn't have strength, he didn't give up on me. He said, okay, don't worry. Get up. All he said is, realize, repent and don't repeat this mistake again. Realization and repentance is not what we think is, but rather we should start seeing the confirmations that yes, you have realized your repentance has reached me and here you go. I'm giving you this blessing back. I'm fulfilling this prophecy in your life. Shall we check ourselves now at this point of time to see how many blessings have we stopped in our life? How many prophecies that Lord has released into our lives have stopped from being accomplished? And the reason is because the, of our lack of faith. If you read the sixth, go back to 24-7 of uh, Genesis here. What did Abraham said? Abraham say, he said, go, but be careful. You don't take my son. And what did he say next? He said, he will send his angel ahead of you and he will see to it. He will see to it that you find a wife for my son. If she is unwilling to come back with you, then you are free from this oath of mine. But under no circumstances, you are to take my son. As it is, following the instruction of God is important. What Eliezer did was, he followed exactly one, two, three, four, five instructions that Abraham gave to him. You go there. Before you go, my angel only will go and find that wife for you. And he will show that wife to you. Three things. 
you go ask that wife to come if she does not come you come back simple nothing more nothing less this was the instruction given to him beauty of elhazar another faithful servant is he does exactly like what he gets the, as an instruction no extra words no extra activity nothing all he does is follow the instructions as it is and that's why he succeeds in this mission how many times have we shown instructions we are listening following is with our our own understanding there are buts and ifs even before we follow an instruction that the lord is giving us right now in the ninth verse can you read the ninth verse devi ninth and tenth so the servant took an oath by putting his hand under the thigh of his master abraham he mm. swore to follow abraham's instructions then he loaded 10 of abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master and he traveled to distant aram naharam mm. there he went to the town where abraham's brother nahor had settled ha huh. i want you to read 10th verse carefully where what elhazar did was clearly abraham told in 6 to 8 that listen you go there to find the wife for isaac the angel of the lord will go ahead of you and he will set that wife for you you will find the wife ask her and if she says no you come back right he didn't say you ask and she will come but look at the faith keep your hand on genesis 24:10 go to hebrews 11:1 Hebrews 11:1 Faith shows the reality of what we hope for it is mm. the evidence of things we cannot see this is what elihazer was doing when he when he knew what what was abraham's instruction you go if she doesn't come you come back but if you see in 10th verse he loaded 10 of abraham's camels with all kinds of expensive gifts from his master and he traveled to distant aram naharim there he went to the town where abraham's brother nahor had settled which means both abraham and eliezer are displaying hebrew 111 faith what is the meaning of faith faith shows the reality of what we hope for i'm hoping for a better life and following the instruction of god as it is without changing means my faith is fit and this faith actually is the evidence of things we cannot see we don't know how my tomorrow is but my hope is in the lord and just because my hope is in the lord i will do everything that the lord is asking me to do without fail now when what we don't realize another important aspect is people around us 
are watching us and what they are watching is our faith in god how we are displaying this faith in god how we are following the instructions as it is as the lord is giving me my children are going to learn faith on god from me my children will remember how i showed obedience to an instruction and did not question an instruction and they will also do the same thing later so there is no way i can complain if i have distracted even their faith because of my disobedience right if i am having the faith on god if my faith is with god is clear and strong i will not have to open my mouth and tell my children to have faith in god but rather they will see you as an example and they will follow the same way of having faith in god so we are the ones who is influencing people around us how are you influencing your family with respect to faith you have to believe in god strongly first and then your family also will think okay god is there with me why am i getting scared god is with me why am i taking pressure god is with me why am i using my own understanding god is with me why am i running to a human for help what we don't realize is in this world go to any human being during your problems your sickness whatever you have all you will get is a temporary solution to your problem what we have not I, I, there is a thought food for thought okay is when we go to the doctor the doctor performs a test he will detect there is insulin lack or more or whatever and say okay you have type 1 type 2 type 3 diabetes and he will say use this so that your insulin levels are met he will fix the lack of whatever is there which is causing you diabetes but no doctor no medicine actually goes to the level of understanding the root cause and give a medicine for the root cause what we don't understand realize here is we think we have medication now my disease is under control but what we don't realize is we have only brought it under control but that disease is still existing in my body we are just imagine this is the amount of foolishness we all have got used to and we think this is a discovery and innovation that science and technology is doing but what we don't understand is we are not focusing on the root cause of our problems we only tend to address the symptoms but we don't tend to address the root cause of all our problems which is basically our thoughts more you think more the stress more the stress there is deeper impact inside your health deeper impact in your health leads to multiple syndromes if i am putting on weight they say it is stress 
If I'm having diabetes, they say it's stress. If I'm having blood pressure, they say it is stress. If I'm having hypertension or, or low BP, they say it is pressure and stress. So is there a medicine for stress? No. All they say is stop thinking, do yoga, go for a walk. I'll go for a walk, but same 50,000 thoughts are in my head when I'm going for a walk. I go for a therapy. My 50,000 thoughts are coming along with me with, for the therapy. I'm doing everything possible, but the stress is not going. I'm eating antidepressants. I'm sleeping. I'm eating proper meals. But I have to take the antidepressants to be able to sleep in the night. How is it solving my problem? But this word has the problem solving capacity. He can solve all the problems. What we don't understand is this difference that we, we have to, it's our responsibility where we have to recognize that I have a cough or a cold or a fever. I'm combating that with medication, but my Lord can do the healing. Remembering God in everything that we do shows God that we need him in our life. Remembering everything else and later God and putting God as, you know, a, 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 a kind of an extra element makes God feel that they don't need me. Right now, they're all comfortable. They're all living peacefully. That's what they think. So let, let them solve their problems. He will be quiet. He will not show any kind of anger he will not show revenge nothing he'll just wait upon us to fall and cry out for help let's read genesis third sorry exodus third chapter sixth verse now exodus three verse six and seven six and seven both and seven I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Mm -hmm. Then the Lord told him, I have certainly seen the oppression of my people in Egypt. Mm -hmm. I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Mm -hmm. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. Amen. Please read seventh verse again and again carefully. There are three elements none of us should forget. The Lord is certainly seeing your oppression. Wherever there is a sadness, something that is bothering you deep inside, God can see that. And he is hearing the cries of your distress. Like, Lord, I am just not able to handle my children. I'm not able to tell how terribly I am sorry to this person. I'm unable to fix things. If I'm distressed, he can hear them. 
and this is caused by the harsh slave drivers what are the harsh slave drivers in your life is it your own understanding your harsh slave driver is this driving you into slave becoming slaves under sin is your anxiety a slave driver is your own thinking and understanding your slave driver is your self righteousness your slave driver is your lack of gratitude a slave driver remember all these slave drivers are only going to be harsh with you and when they are harsh with you you are distressed and when you are distressed you will go get into oppression and when you are oppressed you will take away the happiness of everyone around you you will be oppressed you will not let anyone else to be satisfied and live with satisfaction you your oppression can cause a distraction to many people around you and he says yes i am aware of their suffering he knows your suffering because of your self righteousness he knows your suffering because of lack of understanding he knows your suffering because you're not able to have the faith that is desired by god he's saying how many times am i talking to you remember that day when i brought you out of egypt that day when my strong hand came and rescued you never forget your first love never forget how if god delivered you day one if you remember that your faith will be healed you will be you will become faithful to god and his instructions he says if you remember that day you will not get into your own understanding today and sin so always remember that he is the god from abraham isaac jacob and when he came to moses what did moses do he covered his face and he was afraid to look at god you know what we are doing <laughs> with our own understanding we are actually throwing god to a corner in our house a a person who has this faith on god who has reverence on god is the way moses behaved as soon as moses heard god he covered his face because he was afraid to look at god but for us god is repeatedly talking to us but we we are throwing him the reason i say this is when moses was able to bring 6 lakh people out of egypt only because of god each person i believe has an average of 50 thoughts in a day 50 thoughts in a day so here 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15, 15 people are there right now 15 into 50000 thoughts variety of thoughts is whom moses was leading like this 6 lakh people moses was able to lead out of egypt and come only because 
he believed if god is with me i can do it why is it that we are unable to bring ourselves out of egypt that's my question to everybody why is it that i still have my own understanding dominating me so much that i end up combating with god and his instructions every single day in my life this is why god is saying i am seeing your oppression you are not even realizing that you are losing your peace because of that thought to whom you are showing obedience but you are continuously repeating the same mistakes that is giving me pain because the the harsh slave drivers are showing you putting you into distress and leading you into suffering and i am aware of that suffering but you are pushing me away from helping you which is painful to god and that's why he says how can i help you now when when eliezer swore to follow he was strictly adhering to the instructions that were given to him by abraham when we are instructed to follow what are we doing are we able to swear to follow my first question if i if i am swearing am i following do i even remember the decisions that i have taken till now to say yes i am following or are my decisions for the moment and again saying oh i keep assuming i'm continuously having expectations i'm again and again doing the same thing which means we cannot win the trust of anybody forget about god but people around us also cannot trust us and there's no point crying and feeling bad that somebody doesn't trust me somebody can't, can't have faith that i will do right that's because we we have a terrific problem in us where we don't even know how to earn stand on that determined decision that we have taken i have learned this by an a superb experience that i had last week a, a decision when we take we have to show determination to stand on it everything else will fall in place and the way eliezer moved towards that unknown land wherever abraham was go uh, had asked him to go the only faith that he had is god of abraham he is faithful like what we saw in exodus third chapter 6th and 7th verses he believed this god of abraham has blessed abraham because of his obedience and faithfulness so even i will show obedience and be faithful to my master who is abraham and abraham's god definitely will help me and because abraham said the angel will go before you and she, that angel will set up the wife and show you the wife he believed in that that is faith he no. believed in the in, in the instruction that 
Abraham had given. And that faith is with which he traveled and he went with Hebrew 11.1 in his life. He took all the jewelry, he put it on the camel, He's, he, he believed that he will get the wife. Now let's see the second point. When he moved with that kind of faith, no selfishness. The servant did not say, why should I go? I'm also too old like you, send someone else. No, he didn't say anything like that. He said, oh, my master is asking me to do, I will do. No reasons, no justifications. Superb faith he showed. Faithfulness is what Elhazar showed here. And then he went and stood near the spring. Second point is standing beside the spring. My question again to all of you is, when you're hearing to this word, how many of you have taken a decision to go and stand near the spring, believing that only the spring of water is through which I can survive and I can accomplish anything? Have we taken... So when we are taking the word, when you're listening to the word, it is for us to consume it and walk towards the Lord and then show your prayers and then say, Lord, I want to stand. I really want to grow in you. I want you, my Lord. I don't want anything else. You teach me. You chasten me. You discipline me. My thoughts are wicked. My attitude is bad. I, I continuously think I have faith in you, but I'm continuously failing. With this, go to that well and stand. Standing beside the spring with a hope. You can stand beside the spring only when you have that faith in God and that faith alone is the reason for a hope in our life. Without faith, there is no hope. We are fooling ourselves. If we are saying God is there and there's no faith in us, we are actually just fooling ourselves saying God is there, God is there, God is there. There is hope, God is there. But there is always fear in me. There's always anxiety in me. I'm running here and there for people's help. I'm depending on people. I'm using my logical thinking. But what I'm saying, God is with me. There is hope. The reason for all this is because I don't have faith on God. So let's see the second point, standing beside the spring. Let's read Genesis 24, 12 and 13. <clears throat> 12, and, 12 and 13. 12 and 13, yeah. Oh Lord, God of my master, Abraham, he prayed, please give me success today and show unfailing love to my master, Abraham. Mm. See, I am standing here beside this spring and the young women of the town are coming out to draw water. You know why he prayed here? This got me tears when I was listening. He said, oh Lord, God of my master, Abraham, he said, please give me success today. What was the success that uh, he was praying for? Not that he wanted to achieve something for his life, but rather he wanted to please his master who had faith in him, who trusted and gave a responsibility to Eliezer 
for which eliezer was praying how many times in our lives have we really prayed for someone who is struggling out there in pain and hunger do we ever cry for someone who is deep down shallow in darkness rather than feeling satisfied that i am out of darkness in my light also i have problems and issues for which i am praying to god that's the kind of attitude we have that's why i said selfishness and faithfulness can't go together here this man is asking god he's praying to god to give him success so that he doesn't fail in showing discerning many women were coming he didn't want to choose a wrong woman and he didn't want to go with this woman as a wrong choice and fail abraham so he was nervous about the responsibility keeping up the responsibility this is like the key for anybody in 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 this world i'm telling you i like such integrity and the ownership when i have a task in my life i mean i can fall for this kind of a character and i love this character to be there in me as well somebody is entrusting us with a job just by doing the job doesn't make us complete do that with responsibility and that comes only when you keep others first and yourself last keeping yourself first and then thinking about fulfilling others responsibility will be like a job done for the sake of doing it if we have this attitude you will excel at work you will excel in your family you will excel in your friendship you will excel in your relatives you will excel in in your community you will excel in your own self eliezer displayed the nature of selflessness he went and prayed to god saying lord my master abraham has given me this responsibility where he has trusted me so much and the reason why he is doing is to fulfill your covenant and to do that he has chosen me even each one of us are chosen by god to do his fulfilled calling in our life our family will be taken care our health will be taken care our finances will be taken care let's focus on the calling of god there are many people who are suffering many people all god wants is one moses one abraham one jacob one isaac one paul one deepa one man's obedience can lead many into a happy life all god wants from each one of us is selflessness 
here he is standing there and he is praying he is crying out he is saying give me success success in choosing that right woman that you have set for isaac to hold your covenant and run eliezer prayed for each one of us are we praying for some unknown person today am are my eyes filled with tears for somebody that i don't know we are so engrossed in making sure our day is running smooth we are so preoccupied that our comfort is not taken out we won't take any risks we want to be in comfort space no but god is there no 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 i can't take that risk i i don't believe god and all that we don't say but when we keep ourselves in our comfort space we are telling that we don't believe when god is clearly saying listen i know what i'm saying i know i can i have to fulfill and take care of you and your children and your generations trust me but right now i want you to be the light to a person whose life is filled in darkness there are hundreds of people whose houses are filled with darkness i need your hand who will go and speak if not you because you know me you know the truth god is pleading us abraham asked his servant god is asking us eliezer showed faithfulness and he went how about us so here he stood beside the spring to see how the lord will fulfill it and read the 14th verse now verse 14 this is my request i will ask one of them please give me a drink from your jug if she says yes have a drink and i will water your camels too let her be the one that you have selected as isaac's wife this is mm-hmm. how i will know that you have shown unfailing love to my master. my master to my master this is how i will know you have shown your unfailing love to my master he didn't ask anything for himself and another important aspect here is he said this is my request that one sentence that he said request shows he had humbleness his words were filled seasoned with salt and the way he was going to ask the women who were coming there the way he presented was first timothy 412 shall we read first timothy 412 please <clears throat> first timothy 4 verse 12 don't let anyone think less of you because you are young be an example to all believers in what you say in the way you live in your love your faith and your purity this is how eliezer was going to ask the woman and anywhere you go and have this kind of an example 
in the way you love in the way your faith is displayed in the way your purity of heart is in the way you speak and in the way you set an example anybody will extend their hand to you and that is what he was doing standing beside the spring what this standing beside the spring means is you are standing next to the lord you're standing in front of the lord the spring the rivers of living water the well with the living waters you're standing there so have that fear and reverence that the lord is watching me i have to be careful about how i am conducting myself i have to be careful about how i am behaving how i'm talking i can't continue to repeat the same mistakes and expect everyone to understand me always no it doesn't work what will happen is everyone around us will stop completely behaving the way they we want them to behave so there we cannot apply the word and use our own understanding so whatever he prayed what did he do now read from 15 to 17 debi before he had finished praying he saw a young woman named rebecca coming out with a water jug on her shoulder she was the daughter of bethuel who was the son of abraham's brother nahor and his wife milka rebecca was very beautiful and old enough to be married but she was still a virgin she went down to the spring filled her jug and came up again Running over to her the servant said please give me a little drink of water from your jug hmm 18 to 21 yes lord yes my lord she answered have hmm. a drink and she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink when she had given him a drink she said i'll draw water for your camels too until they have had enough to drink So she quickly emptied her jug into the watering trough and ran back to the well to draw water for all his camels. Mm. 21 as well? Mhm. The servant watched her in silence, wondering whether or not the Lord had given him success in his mission. This here he saw, he asked for a confirmation and he saw this woman coming herself and asking if she can help and when when he asked her what did she do she immediately said in 18th verse yes my lord that yes my lord of rebecca shows one i saw that elhazar's conduct was so very well exemplifying god in him and that first timothy 412 in him that it brought respect automatically into rebecca as well and what did she say she said yes my lord have a drink and she quickly lowered her jug from her shoulder and gave him a drink and then she said without elhazar asking she said i'll go draw water for your camels and feed them this is such a great way that the lord has spoken to me for a quest that i had in my heart for the last in the last week where he told me that you make sure your faith is on me 
you trust in me and you have the right attitude and have that godly nature in you first timothy 412 should be in you i will send help i will send people they will come you don't have to ask we don't have to ask for help he will send the help so it was like a tight wake up call for me when the sermon came today saying what's wrong with you did you forget psalms 37:5 let's read psalms 37 uh fourth verse 4 four and 5 no just 5 um 37 verse 5 commit everything you do to the lord trust him and he will help you this was a knock on my head when lord spoke today that shame on you that you forget this how many times the lord has helped you and today what are you trusting whom are you trusting you are supposed to trust on me how many times in our life that you take up your jobs trust in him commit everything into his hands and he will help us don't forget this verse psalms 37 5 i think proverbs i think 1 2 3 verses also never forget let's not go by our understanding he has put a seed into our heart he will make sure he brings that tree and fruit and we are going to eat the fruit let's believe that and walk and he will lead us in the right path let's not have our own understanding let's not get discouraged you know i was actually getting influenced by a spirit of discouragement when lord woke me up today and he slapped me knocked on my head and he pulled out saying girl this the psalms 37 4 and 5 is my favorite experiential knowledge verses and today he woke me up he said why did you forget this how is it that you forgot this and you started running with your own understanding and your human strength it's this is how god speaks to each one of us when we are standing beside the spring to drink water he will give us that water to quench our thirst and that is when we will know that he is leading us praise the lord for this kind of word that is coming to us last point he has led me genesis 24 26 and 27 This is 24, 26, and 27. The man bowed low and worshipped the Lord. Praise the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, he said. The Lord has shown unfailing love and faithfulness to my master, for he has led me straight to my master's relatives. <laughs> This is how we will know that God has led to the right place. where we won't see our efforts but we will see how god sends people into our lives how god sends help to us our focus should just be on god if god has opened a door for us nobody can close it whom are we believing and whom are we trusting and how is our faith my faith actually got healed because of this word today my faith i've realized 
how I kind of stumbled because of my own fears and lack of confidence in me that the Lord fixed today with this wonderful sermon that he brought in front of me. And I really thank God that he is there so closely watching each one of us so closely that he wants to come and give a hand based on the need, not on the want, need of the hour. So what was my need of the hour is the responsibility of me to recognize. If I don't recognize the need that I have today, no matter how many sermons I hear, how much word I listen to, I will just fill my notes, but I will not be able to even recognize which need that I had that the Lord has fulfilled. What, what are those harsh slave drivers in my life that are derailing my faith is a very important question in our life. We should stop saying that I realize this. I realized I'm doing this. I realize that I'm not doing this. I realize that this is where I'm going. And repeat the same realizations again and again whenever we hear the word. You know, when we are doing that, what we are actually uh, displaying is that we are putting to shame the death on the cross. We are actually telling the enemy that listen, my Lord died on the cross, but for me, you are my Lord. Simple. And that's where we, we can't see God's help coming in our life. And when God is leading us, he will send his angels. Even before we go there, he will go and uh, wake up someone for, for our help. He will, he will put a thought into somebody's heart to come and give us help without asking. So let's see that kind of help. Even here, what did Abraham tell uh, Eliezer? He said, you go, the angel of the Lord will go ahead of you and send the wife to you. And that is what happened. And why did this happen? Because Eliezer believed and followed the instruction. Believing and following together is equal to faith on God. Having selfishness in us cannot make us faithful to God. Only if you believe and follow, you know and display that you have faith on God. Finally, Genesis 12, uh, no, uh, Psalms 34, 7. Last verse. Psalm 34, verse 7. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. Hmm. Go on till uh, the next three verses. Nine. Taste, taste and see that the Lord is good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his godly people. In those who fear him for those who fear him will have all they need they will have all they need psalms 34 
seven, eight, and nine is what is an affirmation. He is God is telling us, listen, my children. When my angel is going ahead of you, he will be a guard for you. He will surround you, and he will defend you from all the possibilities of setting you to failure. So, if I depend on God, He will send the angel of the Lord, and what will happen? I will taste and see that the Lord is good. The joys of those who take refuge in Him, I will be filled with joy. And fear the Lord, you His godly people, is because when I am saying I have faith in God, I have to fear His wrath. I cannot have my own understanding interfere with God's plan. I cannot have my own understanding to give advice and mislead someone. We have to be very careful when we are saying "fear the Lord," you godly people. Is when I have the fear of the Lord, I will be careful about what I am speaking, how I am speaking, and how I am displaying God's knowledge versus my knowledge. We we all have to come into this fear because ninth verse is saying, "For those who fear Him." will have all they need so what would i i decide i make a decision is i will have fear of the lord i will wait upon the lord to show me a confirmation and i will move forward if i am not ready god will choose another person to do his work god is not someone who is going to waste his time because of my disobedience and because of me showing lack of faithfulness to him he will not delay his fulfillment of his covenant what he did what did god do abraham showed obedience and faithfulness and was called blameless and righteous and he handed over it to isaac isaac saw abraham's faith he also walked with that same faith and he handed over the covenant to jacob jacob walked in faith he handed it over to joseph joseph walked in faith and he handed it over to the next generation like that it went to david david walked with that covenant handed it over to solomon solomon failed what did god do he tore the kingdom he gave it to the servant so if i am not fulfilling he'll choose anybody who is faithful to god so he gave it to jeroboam but what happened jeroboam failed then he moved it to another king god continuously saw that after david he did not get even one person who was faithful and fulfilling that's when he said i will go i will go down onto the earth to fulfill my covenant and pass this covenant on to the generations that's when lord jesus christ came how did lord jesus christ come he came from the root of david mary and joseph joseph belonged to david's family and through joseph and mary lord jesus christ came so that fulfillment of prophecy god will do it in any way god can establish a person 
he can also throw the kingdom of a person he gave a chance to king saul when king saul did not keep up that faithfulness he took away that kingdom and handed it over to david who was a shepherd boy so our faithfulness aspect is what drives god to make harsh decisions so we let's validate ourselves and let's not take god for granted in our lives i think that's the least thing that we should be doing at least after listening to today's sermon that it's not really who we are that matters but how we are conducting ourselves in the sight of god and what kind of faithfulness we are displaying to god matters a lot